What the fuck is up, Chet? Hey, 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 you fucking cowards. How you doing, Enzo? I'm fucking great. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Coming off of a pretty stellar weekend. Yeah. It was a good time. I yeah. uh, got a lot of work done. Go good. Good. Work, 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 work. See me for me. Work, 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 work. I remember when that song came out and there were a bunch of white people like, it's not even words she's saying. <laughs> Jesus. They just don't understand the patois. That patios, man. Jeez. Can't even believe this. We have a special guest here today. Speaking of white people. Hi. It's the whitest <laughs> girl you know. Piggy oh, Nucka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With not a very white username but that's okay it's because it was piggy before no it was never <laughs> excuse me piggy <laughs> yeah it's me piggy niggy because <laughs> it was like, cute you know? no <laughs> sure 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 no i remember it i remember it my story i, I remember it and she's all red in the face right now that's how you know it's true <laughs> oh shit yep oh shit and that's how Nikki got banned from Twitter. That's how Chet yes. started dating a racist. Yep. Well, I'm dating someone who once dated a racist. That is very true. And she she was completely cool with it. <laughs> she was good. She was like, ah, you know what? You hate him. I hate him. I'm right or hey, die. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> the dog whistle was at too high of a frequency for her. You got to have trained ears like me. <laughs> I'm on to you. I'm on to all of you. Oh, shit. So... What'd yeah. you get up to this weekend? Well, I, first I want to say welcome to Real Nerd Hours. Oh, yeah. Podcast what? ostensibly about nerd shit. Really, it's about racism. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're getting deep into racism. Oh, you know what? Let me get off some announcements straight up and down. What you got? Uh, so in today's show, there's going to be a link to the episode recorded at Anime Los Angeles featuring a few friends of ours. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Dwayne, and Gerard. Jared. It's, it's a good episode. I've listened to it. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty dope. It's yeah. a dope episode. Um, I'm Unfortunately, I'm not going to put it in the normal feed just because like... The way that it's timed out, uh, the episode is just like gonna be kind of dropped in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. Right. It's it's weird. It was weird timing. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to put it up uh, as quickly as I wanted to because I wasn't there that weekend. Yeah. So if I if I had been, I would have been able to edit it and all that shit, but I couldn't. So whatever. Who cares? You double dip and you got you got bonus content for you for yeah. free. Yeah. Just you'll have to go to the link to the Patreon, and while you're there, maybe consider subscribing to the Patreon. <laughs> you know, you know, just while, while you're already there, you already got your credit card out because you were looking at porn. I mean, PayPal too. Hey, yeah. I mean, it's it's really up to you. How convenient. Yeah, it's super convenient. Super. We in no way did this on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you think we have that kind of foresight, uh, you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah. Well, that would have been a good plan, though. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, and another announcement. Um, I do a lot of streaming on Twitch yeah. now. Uh, I'm an affiliate on Twitch. I'm right around the corner. I'm so close to it. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Chet's on his way there. I'm so uh, close. You can find me on Twitch at that Denzel or slash that Denzel. I tweet every now and again when I'm about to go stream. Yeah. 
Uh, you can find Chet on there as Bushido Brown SD. Yep, keep the brand nice and consistent. Yeah, that's what we're all about here: consistency in branding. Yeah. Speaking of which, I made a monogram on on uh, on stream today. On stream today, thank you. And as it turns out, it's not even the letters aren't. One of the letters doesn't even exist in the name. Yeah. But it just looks better. Yeah. It just looks way better. So I'm using it. But I can't change all of my branding to it. Nope. Oh, God. It's too late. It's too late. Well, here's a lesson for you guys. Uh, pick cool letters for your brand <laughs> when you're making monograms. Yeah, make sure when you name your children, make sure that your init- their initials will look good as a monogram yeah otherwise why are you even having kids yeah exactly exactly there's another one that i want to do uh another monogram another stream that i want to do where essentially i have to make a composition where the letters like fold fold out kind of i don't know how to explain it i'm not good with this fucking graphics shit words and and graphics make a gif out of it yeah yeah can you do that can you do that you make gifts out of videos, right? By like yeah. exporting the comp to to Photoshop to Photoshop. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just relearning all this graphics shit. It was kind of, it wasn't the worst thing ever watching you struggle with Illustrator, but there were so many times that I wish there was no delay on the stream. Otherwise, I would just be like, no, just just, just press V. No, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my sea legs back. I I gotta. I don't know. I used to really like designing things. It was fun doing it on stream today. The time flew by. Yeah, actually, I I had you on while I was working on stuff. And I didn't realize. I looked down and it's like three. And Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. So stop by the stream. I'm going to be putting the VODs up on my personal YouTube channel. Um, That'll also be linked down below or down below in the show notes. Um, Just down below. Just from the audio. (laughs) Yeah, very true, very true. And R&H also, and I promise this is the last announcement, R&H also has a YouTube channel where you can go ahead and subscribe to it. Like, subscribe, comment, yada, yada. Yeah, all that, all that. Uh, We put up a short version of the hot sauce video that we did where we ate Mad Dog 357. And fucking died. Yeah, um, so the short version is on there. The long version is like 33 minutes long or some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's The long version is on the Patreon. The short version is on our YouTube. So if you want to get a small taste of what we did, (laughs) Mm. then... um, yeah, check that out. Yeah. All right, so I guess let's get into it, Chet. Uh-huh. What'd you get up to this weekend? I don't recall doing anything this weekend. <gasps> yeah, we kind of did. I was sick. Oh, weekend, gross. So. Disgusting. Kind of did fucking nothing, but we did watch a few things. Chet made me soup. Oh. Yeah, potato soup. It was real good. Disgusting. <laughs> it's, I'd never potato made. potato soup is really good. I had no. never made potato <laughs> soup before. <laughs> But it's like clam chowder crossed with mashed potatoes. I fuck with it. Your face looks I know, disgusting. I, that's, uh, I, I don't know. I As somebody who I'm not, I don't find myself being a picky eater. But like there are two things in life that I don't really fuck with all that much. One is rice. Two is potato. Rice? Yeah, I don't fuck with rice. Is it the taste or the texture? It, it's neither. It's just like useless calories. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just. Yeah. Oh. I mean that that actually is its purpose. <laughs> yeah, as a staple food. 
you just put it in your body you're carb loading for when you gotta go i don't know lift a building up or some shit <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta get the calories so that you can work the fields to get the calories to work the fields. <laughs> yeah you're you're eating the rice so you can go dig up potatoes <laughs> yeah. to put in your dinner and then yeah it's a cycle it continues yeah that is interesting though because like almost almost every culture eats a shitload of rice like i know a lot of people put that to asia and like oh chinese love rice oh japan and their rice no but i mean like if you look at a lot of caribbean dishes they're very rice centric a lot of latin american dishes are rice centric yeah because it's easy to grow it's like yeah I mean, although it takes up a shitload of real estate, it's not necessarily difficult to get it to grow. Yeah. You can basically grow it in any condition. It just has to be wet. Is yeah. like what makes it best. Yeah. <laughs> shitload of mosquitoes out there. You better watch out. <sighs> it's not worth it. Oh, also, third thing that I don't fuck with, bananas. It's, Word? Yeah, texture. I don't feel like everything that's good. Yeah, man. Uh, Shit. Well, you don't me. really fuck with potatoes heavy, so you get out of here, Miss Picky. I dude. like them when they're in small chunks. <laughs> I'll eat French fries. I, I mean, sure. freedom fries. Damn I'll right. Eat, God <laughs> damn right. <laughs> We're in fucking America. Excuse me. I'll eat freedom fries, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna order a baked potato. If I go to a steakhouse and they dare give me a baked potato i'm slapping the shit out of the woman who brought it i don't really fuck with baked potatoes because like or the man who brought it you know whatever (laughs) uh like i'm cool with baked potatoes if they're loaded to the gills with other shit you know like sour cream (laughs) cheese bacon chives all that but it has to be like a one-to-one ratio of potato <laughs> and other shit. Defeating Disgusting. the purpose of right. the potato. <laughs> Therefore, I don't really like the potato that much. I just like the toppings. You know what? Another thing that I don't fuck with? Sour cream. Sour cream. That's also it. You just killed my people. You don't like potatoes. You don't like sour cream. I mean, who? sour cream is dog shit. I love it. I'll eat it just a spoon, spoonful of sour cream. My dad used to go up and just stick a tablespoon of sour cream in our mouths. Hey, Nikki, what do you put on pancakes? Sour cream and honey. It's a poor Ukrainian way to eat pancakes. Okay. That's disgusting. (laughs) You're going to make me faint from all this disgusting food talk. That would be like, oh, God, if you put ranch dressing... I also fucking... don't like ranch dressing. Oh, good. So. good. I like it in very, very specific uses. That's like one of the only condiments I really dislike. I think ranch dressing is, uh, and correct me, don't even correct me if I'm wrong. I don't care enough. Ranch dressing is like sour cream, mayo, buttermilk, and pepper. I know buttermilk is definitely heavily involved in the yeah. ranch making process, but I don't actually know what's in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, way not to be woke about your fucking food, Chet. I don't eat much ranch. I, like I said, I only like it in very specific uses, which is pretty much limited to with buffalo wings. It's a bullshit no, sauce. don't it you is... fucking dare put them on my fucking buffalo wings. <laughs> Do you like blue cheese? No. You just put nothing on it? Uh, there should be enough sauce from the wings themselves for me to be able to eat them comfortably. Also, extra sauce to dip your um, celery I don't eat celery. It tastes like dirt. Well, that's how I feel about beans, so I can't really get on you. Beans feel like dirt. Celery tastes like dirt. Celery is delicious. You guys have yet to name a food that I don't really like. Pears, and you said blue cheese. Oh, that's true. I don't really like blue cheese. I said blue cheese. Yeah, I said said you guys didn't say. Blue cheese is disgusting. I mean, is it even cheese? Is it cheese? Well, blue cheese sauce is made from blue cheese. 
which is basically just so cheese is more or less mold in itself like it's it's curdled milk uh-huh uh-huh when then blue cheese is like let's put some mold on this mold <laughs> Yeah. Disgusting. I want to ferment this fermentation. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Anybody who likes blue cheese, stop listening now. I guess I'll walk out the door. Yeah, yeah please, please be, do. Be. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck ranch dressing. Fuck blue cheese. Fuck bananas. See, Fuck that's, that's where you really lose me. Like I love bananas. bananas and are they're so the good. most commonly purchased item in grocery stores around the entire world. They don't even taste good. And plus the texture is all weird. I know that you're probably used to this, but have you ever been so wrong in your life? Uh, first of all, I'm objectively correct. Objectively correct. Bananas are the worst. Uh, stated a fact. You're hurting me. Artificially flavored banana, on the other hand. Oh, stop. Laffy Taffy's? Stop. Oh, my God. See, now there's a food I don't like. Banana flavored candy <laughs> I, I guess candy's not even really a food no well, i'm the same with uh mouth. melon i hate actual like honeydew and what's the what's the green cantaloupe, one? cantaloupe mel- melons but i like the flavored melons they use in japanese candies and things like that that's actually yeah. based off of musk melon which is very similar to a honeydew oh mm. learn something every day drop a knowledge bomb let's let's find some musk melon let's do uh, uh chet in the box yeah Someone send me a muskmelon. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it doesn't rot on the way here. <laughs> and there's another announcement for your head asses. We got a P.O. box. Oh, yeah. You sent me the address. I Good. know it by heart because I've had to put it on everything. We're sharing a P.O. box. Yes, we are. So make sure to title your letters to Chet and Denzel to them. No, title it to Real Nerd oh, sorry. Hours. Real Nerd Hours. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's P.O. Box 878 eight, eight, <laughs> yes. Lemon Grove, California 91945. All right, hold on. Let me look it up because Chet. No, that that's correct. I know. Look, it, okay, yeah. you know by heart I've, as well. I've typed it like eight times because okay, so. I put it on my Instagram. <laughs> when you hesitated, I'm like, you really gonna fuck this up? <laughs> PO box eight seven eight Lemon Grove, California nine one nine four five. Thank you. nine one nine one nine four five. That'll be in the uh, show notes as well. Yes. Anyway, what the f- fuck did you guys watch? Uh, I started watching Altered Carbon, mostly because you guys started talking about it. Uh-huh. Altered Carbron. Yes, Altered Carbron. <laughs> Altered Carbonara. It's a show about variations on pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate Cabrini. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, Altered Carbon, the show about future bodies and future sex and future drugs. It's a pretty cool show. I feel like some of it it doesn't feel as futuristic as it should because it's clear that the show starts in the future and then does a time skip for 250 years and there's still some stuff that feels very much grounded in today like the basically all of the hispanic like bits like the fact that she still has like a a mexican accent the fact that that She's still speaking Spanglish with her mom. Like the fact that they celebrate Dios de los Muertos. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. is this really like 500 years in the future? Is it supposed to be? I don't know how much, but 250 years before the story takes place, they already had interplanetary travel. Yeah. They already had the, you know, the, the stacks going. So 
that has to be pretty far ahead. Yeah, yeah. So one of the issues that I do have with the show, and I do agree with you that it doesn't seem like it's in the future. Yeah. But like, there are some things that are kind of out of place in that show, mm-hmm. and it kind of normalizes a little bit towards the end. Okay. But like the AI robot that thinks he's Edgar Allan Poe or whatever, <laughs> yeah. he's there for like comedic effect, but I don't think it fits well. Yeah, he seems out of place. I mean, I clearly he's supposed to feel out of place because it's like Victorian themed. He's Edgar Allan Poe, whatever. But even that feels out of place. Yeah, yeah. But you know, otherwise, I think the show's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's it's like very. It gives me exactly what I want in a sci-fi show. Like very heavy, like on sci-fi shit, and I can like really get into it. Yeah, yeah. I think that show is a lot like Westwood, but more or Westworld, but more what I wanted out of it. Because like Westworld, I liked it for a bit, but then I just stopped caring. Because then they started getting into these into these heavy storylines, and like you're supposed to keep. You're supposed to care about the characters, but they don't give you any reason to care about the characters. So I had to drop the show. I just couldn't. I couldn't keep going after like episode six. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Altered Carbon, pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's legit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. What yeah. else did you guys watch, Nikki? Um, I've not been on since the new anime season started. Oh, no. You guys have already been talking about some good stuff, though, like Pop Team Epic. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm, I'm loving that. But some other good shows that are out this season is, of course, the new season of Card Capture Sakura. I know all of your listeners are avid shoujo fans. <laughs> you know, we're so, all into clamp out here. Hold on. So shoujo is the opposite of shonen. Yes. Yeah, it's girls manga. So it's young girls. Okay. But young typically girl. okay. shoujo tends to fall into romance, which it's yeah, Card they, Capture Sakura has elements of it, but it's more of a I think it's a girl take on a shonen to be Yeah, honest. it's like adventure for girls. Yes. Card Capture Sakura whereas most shoujo is slice of life romance. Okay, so is it as brutal as Madoka Magica? No. No. Because there's, a, there's that's, another that's, magical girl show that's like Madoka, which I can tell you about later. Yeah. But there's, I forget what the other term is, but there's, there's shoujo, shonen, and there's seinen, which is like for older boys. Jose is for Jose, that's uh, it, yeah. older women. So where like Madoka would be somewhere between um, seinen and Jose. Because it's, it's not really for kids. I mean, it's definitely not for kids, but it's also not really strictly female. So, yeah. Yeah. She, a lot of Jose tends to be like smut. <laughs> oh, well. Fujoshi's shit. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then Seinen is just like brutal action anime. Like Kaiji. Or like Terraformers. Monster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Card Captures is more of the same shit. Sakura goes around capturing cards. Hey. But it's cute. I like it. I haven't seen a show like that geared towards girls in a long time. And it's part of my childhood. So I actually like cried a lot. Did you walk in when I was watching it? No. <laughs> but I did see a video you took of yourself. Yeah. My, crying. My roommate yeah, like walked instantly. in. Because <laughs> uh, the main character finally gets to like show some romantic affection to the boy she likes. And I've been waiting for that since middle school. Oh, it hit me right Jesus in the heart. Christ. Deep in the feels. 
Okay. Deep in the face. Okay. Yeah. But I won't go off on that. Uh, other good shows this season are there's a show called The Ancient Magnus Bride that's still ongoing from last season, which is one of my favorites still. It's very good. It's about a girl who has the power to see and attract magical energy to her, and she was kind of ostracized and outcast from the human world, so she gets bought by or she she gets captured by some people because she was going to kill herself and they're like you've got so much magical power instead of killing yourself why don't you just start belonging to someone else and she gets put in an auction for magic users and this dude who looks like just a big dude with a like a cow head skull on named elias ends up buying her and he teaches her how to be a I forget they're magicians they they have like sorcerers and magicians in there and stuff it's really good and very good storytelling very good world building and it kind of shows learning how both of them learn how to have a relationship with each other but it's not it's kind of romantic but it's more just like how to actually trust people that sounds like a real dark future I mean, there's some really dark shit has been happening. So it's like, oh shit! It's uh. So how about we auction you off? Hopefully, this person's not going to continue to sexually assault you. Right? Oh shit! Maybe they won't. Hopefully, they won't cut off your legs and make you a quadruple amputee. Yeah. Yeah. And then, legs and arms. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Chet and I have been watching sex. Defined the anime, oh, Dar- no, it's, Darling uh, in the Bronx. Teenage sex, the anime. Disgusting. You haven't talked about that yet, have you? No. It's so because he didn't want to be outed. <laughs> no. So it like, triggers new anime, so yeah. that's why we started watching it. Same kill a kill. Yeah, same people that did Kill a Kill, and the idea is that the main character and his group of friends, they're all students learning to become pilots for basically the military. And you pilot these giant robots, but you have to do so as a male-female couple. Because girls, they, like, control the machine. I don't really get how exactly it works. Like, the they, girls... Yeah, they haven't really explained it yet. Chet stopped watching around episode three, and I'm still going. Yeah. It's, it's like, the girls have more control over the body, but the boys... Control the, the women. Mo- yeah, they control the women that control the bodies. It's so like so it doesn't put a bunch of mental strain uh, on the girls. Their tiny lady brains can't oh. handle <laughs> piloting a ship by themselves. Exactly. So they live in a world where these monsters called Klaxosaurs or something like that are like they're these just big monsters and everybody lives in these weird space. Sorry, like biodome. Real quick, I have to add on to this. I don't know if you used to pirate a lot of shit when you were younger. Of course, but the name Klaxosaurs or whatever you said reminded me of Klaxon and Axo. Okay, so there's these monsters named like Klaxo something starts with a K, but they Klaxosaurs. Okay, well they the. People in the show live in these biodomes because it seems like everywhere else is a desert wasteland. And these children pilot these mechs and fight the monsters so they don't destroy anything, which seems like a cool concept. In the beginning, it shows that the main character, um, who's a male, can't pilot his mech, so they're kind of sending him off to die, I think. It's kind of alluded to that, but you don't really know. And he ends up meeting this woman who's one of the uh, most powerful like mech users in their society 
And every time she's with a male partner, that male partner dies or gets severely injured after three times that she rides with them. And that's the whole first episode, and it seems kind of cool. And then the second episode, they show how they pilot the mix, and that's where it gets really weird. Yeah. So it's a male and female team, and the man sits in a chair, and the woman gets on her hands and knees, doggy style, in front. And these handles come out of their hips, like measuring tapes. And they they connect... air quotes the women tend to make uh groaning noises like they're being penetrated when this happens and that that's how they run the mechs oh so uh dudes keep getting injured with that one woman because the pussy game too strong pussy game too strong i mean that's everything's a euphemism for sex in it it's really like yeah no the whole show is just an allegory for getting late in high school yeah because they call the the Pistols and stamens are basically what they call the the pilots. Yeah, everything's based around flowers. It's all flower themed. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it's interesting. Like when somebody dies, is it their petals all fell? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't shown that yet. Right now, a, one guy on their team is trying to force himself to like be partners with the main girl, and he's like, "I can take her." And now he's all fucked up from piloting with her. So I don't know if that's maybe you got an STD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the dangers of degeneracy in high school. Yep. Written by Jordan B. Peterson. <laughs> I'm probably going to stick with it till the end just because I'm curious. And it's. Like, it's well animated. It's really well animated. And the, the mech designs are actually really fucking cool. That's yeah. honestly. The little Russian mech girl with the gun is so cool. I love okay, it. Okay, so my, my biggest issue with the mech design is that they look like anime girls. I love it. Okay. <laughs> now we understand what your what your tastes are. Like, it's it's not like straight up an anime girl. It looks like a robot girl, but it looks like a girl. They have digital faces, which I think is part of the problem. That's my, almost entirely my problem with it. If you take away that, they still got cool designs. And the main mech is like a cool tiger that transforms into a girl later. It's like Power Rangers. It's Zoids. It's Zoids oh, with geez. high school girls. All right, I'm over it. Okay. Well, I uh, am enjoying it, but take it with grain of salt. I also, this is not new, but it's on Netflix. I started watching Ajin. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen half of that, I think. I kind of like it. I've, I've only two episodes in. I actually saw the cover of the manga a long time ago, and it looked interesting because it had the, cre- the mummy creature that's in it on the front. I was like, yo, what the hell is that? But it was a Japanese manga and like a Japanese store, so I couldn't figure out what the name was. Can I can I guess at the story? Uh, did you finish it? No, no, no. I'm only two episodes in. So okay. Uh, so don't worry. I don't think this is actually the ending. Okay. Uh, so if I recall correctly, it's about people who have like uh, like a ghost or an alien thing living inside them. It's the, they have they're called demi humans, and they're basically immortal because they have this strange thing inside of them that looks like a weird mummy with no face okay all right excellent and then a teenage boy pairs up with like an old man i haven't gotten that far yet so uh, <laughs> don't rely on the accuracy yeah, okay <laughs> uh but they pair up together and it turns out that the old man is satan the entire time oh man and he, gets, <laughs> he decides to possess or get the boy possessed 
uh, because as it turns out, Satan is just really, really, really lonely. And so towards the end, when the little boy uh, confronts Satan uh, because he's like, yo, Satan, I found out you were Satan, so you should stop being Satan. And Satan's like, nah, being Satan's pretty cool. And he says, like, if you want to fight me, I'll just kill you. And so he kills the little boy and he kills all the humans on Earth. And the, the little boy is being helped by Satan and Satan's crying because he realizes that <laughs> he, he only had one friend and it was this little boy. And he killed and, him. And then, yeah, and he killed him. And then God sees Satan and he's like, oh, I see what you're up to. Let me reset the earth for the second time. And yeah. now there's two moons. Now, now there's, there's two moons. moons. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that that's the story. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but we should make that. Yep. Well, that's how soccer no Hime ends, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got to bring it back. Oh, God. Uh, get that us should to... be a Patreon goal. Yeah, yeah. Patreon goal of $20,000 a month will make soccer no I'll Hime. I'll animate it, and you guys can do, like, Pop Team Epic, like, voices for it. Dog, oh. if we, I will literally, we will make our own, mo- like, if we hit 20K a month, like, on some real shit, 20K a month, we'll make a manga. We'll get the Soccer No Hime manga made. <laughs> like, I know plenty of artists that'll be willing to work on it. Real shit. You know what? We, I think we could probably make it into straight up, like, a shitty anime. I like, don't want a shitty anime. I want a good product. I refuse to associate my name with a shitty anime. Right, I, like, I want Studio Trigger to animate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I want it to be a big balling ass piece. All right. Soccer No Hime, let's get it. Yeah. 20,000. Tell all your friends. And I'm not fucking kidding. It's gonna be the They're not sickest shit. Trigger for twenty thousand. Well, not twenty thousand. Well, no, that'd be well, for the no. manga. For the manga. <laughs> but once the manga's a smash hit, yeah, the, then the manga's gonna trigger. be fucking sick. First of all, <laughs> so it's it's the princess of soccer. Come on, yeah, it's gonna be fucking tight. It's gonna be fucking sick. It's gonna be the prince of tennis with women. No, no, it's gonna be way it's better. Way better. Come on, don't you know any soccer no Hime lore? I don't. God, right. There's Kochi Sama. He's got an eye patch. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Kochi Sama. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ajin's pretty good. The animation's a little something less to be desired because it's kind of shitty 3D. But basic concept is people have these things inside of them, and they're immortal, and the government wants to have them to do tests on i'm only two episodes in a boy dies and he realizes he is a demi-human and the whole government's after him so him and his best friend run away and that's where i'm at yeah yeah it's pretty cool i like it good and that's all the anime talk i have good excellent good but i did watch a cool horror movie called the ritual that's also on netflix go on so, as a big horror movie fan, this has about a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes last I checked. I thought it was pretty good. I see a lot of um, differing opinions, but I overall enjoyed it. I mean, 68% for a horror movie on Rotten Tomatoes is fucking solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, the things that it's lacking is it does not really build much on the characters, so you don't really care about them. But I saw one review describe it as a visual nightmare at times, which I thought was pretty cool. It's about this group of English kind of frat. I don't want to say frat boys, but like boys who like They're go chavs. out and drink. Yeah. Lads. Yeah. Lads. 
mate. They say mate all the time. Yeah. Mate. Uh, but they go, they're older and they're out drinking and they decide to go get some more liquor. And two of the guys go into a store and one of them gets attacked by some people who are robbing the store and he dies. And the other guy basically does nothing when that happens out of fear um, or maybe other stuff. But never liked that guy very much anyway. <laughs> uh, now he's kind of struggling with reliving the experience constantly because he didn't try to help his friend. Uh, and him and his other friends who are still alive decide to go on a hiking trip, which is what the friend that died wanted to do right before he got smacked in the head with a fucking lead pipe. <laughs> and they, they go up go. to do uh, like a going away, put his photo up, drink some booze, pour it on the ground kind of thing. And they're traveling to a lodge. One of them gets hurt. And they say, oh, if we cut through the forest, it'll cut our time in half. We can reach the lodge like this day. They start seeing some weird shit. Like an elk is like up in a tree, like splayed out open. <sighs> weird markings everywhere. They find a, a lodge with a crazy straw man in it. And weird shit starts just going on from there. But overall... Poor character development, but the flashbacks to the guy like reliving the experience was really cool because they do really cool integrations with the forest and the store that it happened in. Like he'll be walking and then suddenly it'll transform into the liquor store he was in. And the coolest damn thing about it was the monster had some awesome designs that they actually revealed it fully at the end. And I usually hate that. And I was really happy it happened because it's super cool. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to spoil what it looks like, except that it's awesome. <laughs> well, you can if you want to. Oh, it's a big, elk, like it's this huge elk thing that's like half the height of a tree because basically it's been picking people up and opening them up and sticking them on tree branches, and he's based off Norse mythology of these shapes shifters. So he's this huge elk thing, and then he has like kind of a human torso but the head's like sunken into his body almost like a penis with foreskin now that i think about it <laughs> like and huh. his eyes are where the, like the little foreskin opening would be nice uh but he uh -huh. like picks people up and makes them see things and at one point he like like folds open his body it just I actually stayed up really late the night i watched it not because i was scared but because i wanted to see concept art for the monster and I was searching everywhere for it online, and there's not a lot of information about it. It also doesn't help that it's a pretty generic name. Yeah. I, I need. To, they, they said the creature designer, who I didn't recognize, but apparently he's done great work on other horror movies. I did get to learn that they also made a part of a practical of the monster at one point, which was pretty cool. If you, if you know what it looks like, it's insane. So they actually had some sort of practical thing that an actor got into and had these prosthetic arms like grabbing people so that honestly would be kind of terrifying to see in real life to scale so yeah so let me ask does everybody die at the end no oh wait no 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 all right cool i hate those kinds of movies yeah where just everyone's <laughs> just dead oh cool well there's a survivor a so. survivor oh, yeah. is it the guy who didn't do shit for his friend yeah I knew it. Okay. He does attack the Norse god with like a Viking axe, but it's pretty dope. Okay. I, I want to see this. All right. I demand to see this movie. Let's stop recording right now. I'm going to go watch this movie. 
I mean, it's not the best horror movie I've seen, but I liked it. I'm a big chicken. I don't like horror movies, but if they're cool enough, I'll watch them. I just generally don't find them interesting. I yeah. thought... Oh, yeah. We've, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was something this one did well, is since it wasn't actually based on anything, like it kind of was with Norse mythology, but there isn't a lot of information I found with the markings and symbolism they used. It made it extremely mysterious which added to it because it's like what the fuck is going on i don't know what the hell that is and i feel like a lot of horror movies now are taking off oh this is based off a true story it's this little haunted doll named annabelle it's a ouija board <laughs> it's, it's the suicide forest in japan Ooh. like it's stuff we already know about hello gang what's up <laughs> is it, isn't or wasn't the ouija board made by hasbro yes Okay. Was it really? Yeah. Yes, it is. Holy it's shit. not an actual thing. It's Holy not. shit. I still don't trust that shit. I don't I want wouldn't it in my use house. A Luigi board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I too don't want that in my home. I would use a Waluigi board though. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Are you there? Wah. <laughs> all right, yeah, he's here. <laughs> but that's all I got for things I watched. Really? Yeah. Chat, yeah. you watch anything? Uh, no, but I did start playing some things, but I did want to, I wanted to, you were talking about Norse mythology and, and, well, kind of, but I've noticed that people have been using more like Norse and Viking and just like Scandinavian mythology for stuff. And there's a lot of myths that are really underutilized, but also for good reason. I heard it of a uh, an old folk legend from uh, from Ireland, and this was I heard this. It was a very brief um, explanation of it, and it's it's, people criticized them for saying that like, oh, this wasn't very accurate. But I'm going to give an even less accurate retelling of that legend. But this is an old Irish legend. There was a giant in Ireland. He was a big, strong guy, and he thought he was the biggest, baddest giant around. So he looks across the way. There's a there's a another giant from Scotland, and he's like, I'm the biggest bass around. I'm gonna fuck that guy up. So it goes up to to like the border of Ireland and Scotland, and he's like, Hey, fuck you, buddy. Why don't you come fight me? So then Scotland giant's like, All right. So he walks over to him, and uh, then Ireland giant's like, Oh shit, that guy's way bigger than I thought. Uh, let me go not fight him. So he runs home. Hides in his closet, tells the wife, yo, distract this guy. He's going to come fight me. <laughs> and that's more or less the story. <laughs> oh, jeez. Knowing you, I thought he were to be like, and the wife fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is a very, very poor retelling of an actual legend. Oh, jeez. And that's the story of the Giant's Causeway in Ireland. <laughs> So yeah, go ahead and look that up and tell me how wrong I was because I know it was terrible. Yeah, Rory, come correct us. Yeah, come tell us the real story. I haven't seen you in the Discord lately, Rory. Hmm. 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 But yeah, uh, I started playing Cities Skylines because it was free over the weekend. And then it was on sale directly after that. So it was like, oh, try it for free. Buy it if you want. And it was like $8. So I was like, yeah, fuck all that. And, uh, yeah, that game's... I mean, it's hard to say it's a lot of fun. It's just, you know, a city simulator. But I really enjoyed SimCity for the SNES. And I've hated every sequel since then. 
every sequel, SimCity 2000, 3000, whatever PC versions came out, all that, hated them because they were they were complex for the sake of being complex, but they weren't intuitive. Cities is intuitive. They tell you like step by step of okay, here's how you get things started. Here's here's what you're supposed to do. Watch out for this, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, I, it's a nice relaxing little thing to do. Granted, it took me like five tries to get a functional city, but you know, it was only like half an hour of wasted time on each one. Fair enough. You know, it's funny when City Skylines came out. What was that like? Twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah. So one of the things that it was praised for the most was the fact that it was what SimCity should have been. Right. Because there was that new big SimCity that came out like the year prior. Yeah. And it came out to a lot of fanfare. Everyone was like, oh, this is going to be like EA was touting it to be. This is going to be the next big SimCity. This is the best one since the SNES. And I was hyped for it because I really enjoyed it for the SNES. And it came out for one. It was only on Origin or whatever EA does. And that's that's already a negative mark against it. And then there was just a bunch of shit that just didn't go right with it, and everyone hated it. Yeah, like the plots of land were really small. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was always online. Yeah, that was another big thing, because that's how Origin works. If yeah. you are if you have a game on Origin, it's always online, which is stupid. I hate games that do that. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad look. Yeah. I do have City Skylines, though. I want to I wanna give it a shot. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely give it a try. I would say, as a new player, the biggest thing to avoid: don't try and just take it slow. Just take it slow, because if you try and build too quickly, it you're just gonna run out of money, and then you're okay. gonna be in debt, and then there's nothing you can do. So, <laughs> yeah, you don't 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 take the bailout. Just restart. <laughs> okay, okay. Speaking of playing things. I've been playing a lot of L.A. Noir. Yeah. It's a super high-budget adventure game from, like, 2010. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, made by Rockstar Games. And thinking about it, it's actually a pretty dope game. Mm-hmm. But it's also it also suffers from the problems that adventure games suffer from, where you just pick up a bunch of shit. And it's like, <laughs> well, he gives you an indication most of the time. When it's not useful, but right. at the same time, it's like why? I I understand why you have to in an adventure game allow me to pick up things that aren't relevant, but at the same time, it's kind of just like well, I don't like what the fuck is the point of this? Yeah, and that's kind of what's keeping me from getting into it as much as I'd like to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also very good. <laughs> like the stories are fun. There's a there's a portion in the story. Um, that I really don't like at all. And it's the part where Cole cheats on his wife. Okay. And there's... So Cole is a detective. He was like a first lieutenant in World War II. And this the game takes place in 1947. Right. So he's he's come back from the war. He is initially a beat cop, which means he just walks around the street. Mm-hmm. And then he gets promoted from like... Uh, beat cop to traffic to homicide to vice and then he gets demoted to arson but part of the reason that happens is because um 
it's common. It's a common trope in noir and um, things like that in pulp novels where the police force is just corrupt. Right. So the police force is corrupt. He cheats on his wife with a German singer, <laughs> uh, which, I mean, right after World War II was like kind of a big like... <gasps> Right, a German. Yeah, exactly. And for some fucking reason, I don't know how they how they managed to do this, but apparently they got pictures of them together. Yeah. And I, like, he cheated. Like, as a they, character, they used their cell phone cameras. Uh, yeah, nah, the pinhole yeah. cameras too. Gotta watch out for uh, it. There we go. Yeah. And they, the character of Cole cheating on his wife, to me, just made no sense. Mm. And, like, you see it towards the end of some of the chapters where he's going to the bar where the German woman sings and is watching her. But at the same time, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, how did this even come up? Right. Like, how the fuck did he... He just one day said, fuck it, I'm going to sleep with this German lady? Like, the motivation didn't make any sense at all. She was singing real good. Yeah. Apparently so. Good enough for him to cheat on his wife. Got him frothing at the loins. It didn't like. It's just like I don't know. It kind of put a damper on the whole thing for me. Yeah, it seems strange that the character that is supposed to be morally upstanding to the point where he got demoted because he was too morally upstanding would then up and cheat on well, his wife. Well, sorry, I got the order wrong. Uh, he cheated on his wife and then was demoted uh. because the the um. His partner in Vice managed to get pictures of them together oh. and then like snitched to his wife and then he got a Damn. divorce. Yeah. That was a shitty partner. Yeah, but like the thing is, what doesn't make sense is like, why would you opt to ruin his life instead of kill him? Because like he still has all the knowledge, right? Like he right. knows that his partner is dirty, he knows that it goes further up the chain. But they decided not to kill him yeah. and just like that is strange. Yeah, like why? It doesn't make any sense. And why only demote him down to arson instead of like straight up running him out of town? If you're not gonna kill him, like at least make it so it's, he feels very unsafe or unwelcome in whatever city it takes place. Exactly, or LA. I exactly. would assume. Yeah, yeah, it takes the place in LA. Lots yeah, of figure ang- Angles. That's yeah. That that's my biggest problem with the game and. Uh, it being an adventure game, like that's what matters, the story. Yeah. And they kind of just fucked up the story. Yeah, that's that is strange. Yeah. But I don't I don't want to say that I dislike it because it's like very fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I like the story more so than the gameplay because I could live without the gameplay. Yeah. It's just a fucking adventure game. You walk sure. point to point, you pick things up and you turn it around in your hand. And then the controller vibrates a little bit, and then it says, doo, doo, and then it'll zoom in, and then you do that a whole bunch of times throughout the game. And it's not necessarily hard to guess when people are lying. It, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen the, uh, the old, oh, look for the facial expressions. It's real subtle. It's, it's not <laughs> subtle at all, first of all. And once you figure out how the truth-doubt system works, mm-hmm. so basically, truth for the most part is like if you don't have any reason to like not believe what they're saying right like if you ask a person like oh what color is that car over there and they say oh that's it's red or if the answer is very straightforward with a lot of people mm-hmm. this is how they kind of narrow it down for truth like if the answer is super straightforward and they don't do a lot of dancing 
chances are it's the truth. Mm-hmm. A doubt is what you're going to answer the most in any situation <laughs> because a lot of people aren't necessarily answering your question, right? Right. So when when you ask somebody like, when's the last time you saw your husband? They say, oh, uh, well, he was a big drinker. He liked to go out to bars. You hit doubt. It's like, why aren't you answering my fucking question? <laughs> When's the last time you saw your husband? Well, I saw him about a week ago. <laughs> yeah. So, and the lie, the pressing lie is only if you have like evidence to back up mm-hmm. what you're talking about. But it, in some instances. This sounds very much like Phoenix, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like when you have a, when you're in court and you have a witness, they'll give testimony and then you can, you press them on the testimony and that's not necessarily that you're calling them out. It's just like, can you elaborate on this piece of testimony that you said? And then when you find some inconsistency with your evidence, then that's when you raise an objection and you say, you're fucking lying. Why? And then either they'll turn that into new testimony or they'll call another witness or whatever. But yeah, very, very similar type of system. Obviously, it's different in that. Phoenix Wright's very linear where, you know, you do your investigation, go to court, investigate, go to court instead of being out on the streets, driving around and doing all that. Well, I would even argue that although it is an open world, it's not necessarily as linear as or not necessarily as open as you would think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it basically it allows you to deviate from things and do things in the open world, but you don't have like a hub like you can't go home. Sure. You you can't go to like a bar and hang out or whatever. Okay. You just kind of like run your cases. And if you're not careful, what will end up happening, and this is what I do a lot, I just make <laughs> my partner drive. Like there's no deviation from the main story for me. Mm. It's just point A, point B, point A, point B. And you just continue to do that throughout every case. And it's pretty – It's I would say it's pretty close to being on rails. Okay. Like it's as close to being on rails as it can get. It's basically like a guided tour through Disneyland, but you have like options and where you can stop. I see. Like it's kind of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. But sounds cool. Yeah. I'm going to finish it soon. I've been playing it on stream for a while mm-hmm. and I'm cutting up the videos now and putting them on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can check them out there if you really want to. All right. And yeah, it's um it's a fun game. Yeah, I uh, god, I'm so torn because I was really <laughs> really only fucking with the story. Sure. And oh, the facial animations. So this is the one of the reasons why this game was so highly lauded when it first came out was because they used this crazy fucking technology to capture the facial expressions of the actors. Right. And there are a shitload of actors that are like actual actors from the shit you've seen. And apparently like a good majority of the people who appear in L.A. Noir ended up in Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like oddly appropriate, right? <laughs> so a good number of those people appear on that show, and they're like you, they're actual actors. It looks <laughs> yeah. like um, if you've ever seen a scanner darkly, yeah, that's that's kind of how the faces look. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, is the bodies don't animate with the facial expressions, <laughs> so it looks like they over animated the heads and mm-hmm. under animated the bodies. So it looks like fucking Wienerville from Nickelodeon, <laughs> where it had the guy who was sticking his 
his head through the wall and controlling the puppets, like little arms and shit. It's that's what that's what it kind of reminds me of because. Man, I heard wienerville name dropped in a minute yeah somebody actually somebody did it in uh in the chat while i was streaming it all right like i asked them i well i posed the question like what was the show where it had the human heads on the puppet bodies yeah yeah. it was turns out it's wienerville man all right (laughs) but i i mean like it's a it's a well put together game, and shout outs to Team Bondi because as soon as they put out that game, they like laid everybody off. Dude, and- I hate when companies do that, and it happens often yep. in the game industry. Yep, I like, don't know that it happens still to this day. I haven't heard of it too much lately, but I can think of like, well, Clover Studios was a big one for me because they made Beautiful Joe, uh, Okami god hand like everything they made was a hit mm-hmm. and they just they just shut down I'm like okay we made our money <laughs> that's some shit yeah and I, I know there's other other similar situations have happened i feel like infinity ward was another one that went kind of that same but i don't recall i, I, don't I never recall paid either. any attention to them as a company one thing that also needs to be mentioned is like i don't know if they do this on purpose but a lot of journalists game journos uh don't make the distinction between contract workers coming to the term of their contract and people being laid off yeah there's that a is true. big fucking difference between the two but sometimes like you'll know when a studio is just straight up closed yeah yeah like uh, oftentimes those small studios were independent studios or they were created as subsidiaries of bigger studios. So like Clover, for example, was part of Capcom. And when they closed, it's not as if those people just lost their jobs and they lost those IPs. They just got more absorbed into Capcom. But that's still not necessarily a good thing for Clover or the former Clover. Because then if they made those with some sort of... uh, creative freedom some of that would get lost when they're more closely connected with the the bigger parent company at least i would assume so yeah fair enough i haven't uh i haven't worked there firsthand so i couldn't (laughs) well as it turns out neither have i yeah imagine that shit (laughs) shit mate and now no one's doing it (laughs) (laughs) you're never gonna work here again yeah all right before we get into questions from the subreddit, I was gonna say that tomorrow, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I, was, I originally asked to be on this because I thought you guys would be doing some Valentine's Day thing, and I thought this could use a woman's touch. Oh, do you have Valentine's Day topics? Nerds, get some dates. Don't be a <laughs> don't be a pickup artist, but get some dates. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I completely forgot about that. You, you already had your Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, part of the issue is that yeah, tomorrow Wednesday is Valentine's Day, and this airs on, on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. What are you doing for me for Valentine's Day, Chet? No spoilers. No spoilerinos. I got Chet a three-month subscription. Spoilers. He already got it. Yeah, I already got it. Oh, okay. I got him a three-month subscription to Birchbox. <laughs> what? It's okay. like a, it's like a 
beauty supply kind of thing. But there's a man version yeah. with like beard oils and things. Yeah. You, you should just go full bespoke and make your own beard oils. I mean, I can collect the oil from my beard. <laughs> I, I actually, when I when I had more of a savage beard, I was using uh, this beard oil that a friend of mine's husband made. Oh, shit. Yeah. Huh. It, I mean, like, for me, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Right. Yeah, I don't have enough of a beard to really need it. Like, I've never used beard oils. If I if I do wash it, it'll be with just regular shampoo and conditioner. Which don't is do why that. your sensitive skins break out. So I got him the birch box so he can try out various products to see what works best for his skin. Because he's a beautiful, beautiful boy and he needs beautiful, beautiful skin. And that's so she what, can cut it off and wear it. Yeah, yep. of course. <laughs> and that's why I got Nikki a three-month subscription to Birchbox Men. This episode sponsored by Birchbox. <laughs> uh, no, but for real dudes, if you want to have some skincare things, don't know what to buy, a lot of... Things hey, are hey, expensive. hey, this show isn't actually sponsored by them. Stop giving them it's the free plug. <laughs> Stop giving them the free plug. Yeah, dog. Birchbox sponsor, Real Nerd Hours. I mean, if you send this, send them this audio clip. I will. All right. Yeah, there we'll you go. Do. Yeah, that works. I will. I'm going to get my first Birchbox and be like, love it. Yeah, I haven't but... actually used anything from it yet. So I'll, I, I'll give a rundown on do a how it is. And send it in. You should grow like a real hipster beard. I don't want to. Please don't. Why get them the beard oil? It's not beard oil. Sometimes it comes with that. You have to fill out your your skin and hair profile, and they give you. I bet I can guarantee you they don't have shit for black people. They do actually. Well, they have (laughs) the same three things every month. Yeah, (laughs) a card that says "fuck you." <laughs> some lotion and no, excuse me, some cocoa butter. There you go, and some shampoo. There you go. Yeah, part of the like the questionnaire that you fill out, it's like, what's your skin type? You know, are you are like, you black? Are you, <laughs> are you are black? You, are you the new element in the neighborhood that people are complaining about? <laughs> I, I don't know. Check out some cool stuff. You got a smell. A little, a little smell and aftershave. They call it cologne, Nikki. <laughs> Man smell. <laughs> he got a face wash and I lip balm. Lip balm looked really, like really nice. Lip balm, which I need to put in my car. And then there was one other thing. There was two. There was two face lotions. There was a face wash and then a face lotion, right? I think it was two face lotions. Though. No one's was a wash. I think there was another lotion though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day. Uh, that's one of the things that keeps me from buying a lot of products or doing like or like skincare products because like they're not necessarily catered towards black dudes. Yeah, that's understandable. But with this, you can like try things, and it's like you're not paying full price because a lot of the stuff that's nice is so fucking expensive. All right, Birchbox, you want you want you want the endorsement from a black man. You fucking you show pull up. Yeah, you pull if you're up. trying to get some street cred, Birchbox. I mean, not that kind of street cred. Let's see what's good. Not not that kind of street. You can't not that kind. <laughs> no, definitely that kind. He's black. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a company that came up a couple years ago. I don't know if they're still around. I but I saw some ads for them some years ago. It was a shampoo hair care company that was just called for mixed kids. Oh. And all of the ads featured 
people young and old of various mixed races and they all had like the weird in between not quite curly not quite straight hair that i've got and i'm like yo what's good that's some representation for y'all head asses and i want it and i never bought the stuff but (laughs) it probably still exists to some some degree well, with a Probably. slight Google, it says that Birch Box is the beauty box made for white women. So <laughs> I have. There you have it. Yeah. And that's why I got you one. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the fuck up, Birch Box. Prove us the prove us fucking wrong. Right. Like you, you got a chance to redeem yourself. You got two two African American gentlemen on a show. Well, one and a half. One and a half. <laughs> Our hair is very different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chad has very Latino hair. Yeah. It's yes. very beautiful. He's, yeah, some some would say he's Afro-Latino. I would say I'm Afro-Latino. Yes. Especially because I'm African by way of the Caribbean, which is usually where the Afro-Latino yes. derives from. So Yeah, yeah. Well, before all the evil people came from that the yakubians uh, from the caucasus mountains yeah caucasus mountains caucasus now the caucasus mountains caucasus it was before all the yakubians came over and killed all the native people living on those fucking islands and then allowed the ones that did survive to become slaves and breed with uh the slaves that they brought over from africa there you have it folks that's your hotep minute Keep your third eye open, brothers. Yeah, keep it wide the fuck open. All right, Birchbox, you heard it. Pull up. What you got? If you if you don't pull up, I'm gonna assume y'all's cowards. I w- I will legitimately send this to them. All right, do I'll it. Do it. Timestamp it. I will upload these to YouTube now. Okay. So all you have to do is just link the timestamp. Like, hey, Birchbox, some black men I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get some. They're trying to get some free product. Yeah, pull the fuck up. <laughs> You, I mean, like, if you legit send me something, I'll make a YouTube video and I'll put it on the episode. There you go. Let's send it to the P.O. box. There you go. Pull the fuck up. <laughs> so I want to hear, I want to hear some Valentine's stories out of, out of the listeners. I know a bunch of you guys are in couples and married and whatnot. I don't know. Valentine's has always been kind of a weird holiday for me. It's like when I'm in a relationship, it feels... If I've been in a relationship, it feels like I'm pressured into doing stuff. I don't mind doing stuff. I always like spending time with my lady. But better. Right. (laughs) But when I'm not in a relationship, it's like, all right, I can use this opportunity to try and hook up with someone. No one? Okay. (laughs) I thought you did something nice for our first Valentine's. Yeah, our first Valentine's was actually really nice. I forgot what we did. That was salties. Oh yeah, that brunch was it was dinner. No, we got brunch. Oh no, that was dinner. You're right. The and first was, time, the yeah, first, the first time, time we went, it was expensive. Every time we went, it was expensive. There's this Just very me. good seafood restaurant in Portland, Oregon, called Salty's, out by the airport. The food's good, and on Valentine's Day, they had good but overpriced food. But you go there for brunch. Yeah, go there on their weekend brunch. Forty bucks. They got crab legs. They got eggs Benedict, unlimited everything. It's delicious. Oysters on the half shell. Oysters on the half shell. Oyster power. Got a crepe stand, an omelet stand, sushi. I only go to brunches to drink. I don't give a fuck about food. $10 bottomless mimosas. Boom. There you go. Sold. I'm there. Actually, like, that's, that is one thing that I have not done in San Diego very much. Like, I would go with Nikki almost every time we went, that I went up to Portland to visit her. 
We would get brunch almost every time. Because it's a Portland thing. It is definitely There, there are Portland lines for two to three hours to get brunch. Okay. And that's why no. you go to the spot down the street that doesn't have a fucking line that's almost as good as the place with the two-hour line. Well, you know what? You you go to brunch for the experience. It's yeah, not, you go it's to brunch not, to be seen. Yeah, it's not I've it's had not some something. pretty damn good brunches. Actually, I had a really good one here at the e- Eclipse chocolate bar and brunch spot they had a delicious eggs benedict with a spicy hollandaise i don't ah no not here for the food i'm telling you oh god the bamboo lounge was my shit for bottomless mimosas on sunday mornings one time they used to open at nine i believe and we me and a friend of mine walked in at nine. Oh man and they were so busy that they just gave us pitchers hell yeah filled one was a uh, cranberry orange juice and champagne and the other was the traditional mimosa with, cran- oh, with orange, orange juice, juice champagne. and champy um, we got fucking tore the fuck up yeah and they had a patio that you could smoke on so we were sitting back there chain smoking drinking for like two hours <laughs> and it was the greatest event of my life it was so oh, fucking man. cool like, nobody sat out in the patio because it was kind of cold out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I didn't feel guilty for smoking. Sure. It was, and they had this uh, really nice, really cheap food item that I, I got. Uh, it was um, sourdough toast with cream cheese and mm. jam on it. Yummy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, it was, that was good. That yeah. was, it was worth it. It was fucking worth it. So that's why I say should we get out here getting more brunch. Yes. Yeah, more I mimosas. Will, I want to say something about mimosas. There's not many places in Portland that do bottomless mimosas, and I'm pretty sure one of the places that stopped doing it was because me of me and my friends. Go on. Uh, there's a place called the Nightlight Lounge. It's a bar at night, but during the morning and lunch times, it's a brunch joint, and they used to do bottomless mimosas, and it was one of my friend's birthdays. So about. 17 of us went in and every single one of us ordered bottomless mimosas holy fuck and we were going through it they were just bringing bottles of champagne to i think it was like cooks or something yeah of course it's gonna be something cheap cheap. and they're just like seriously every 10 minutes they're bringing us another bottle of the table and at one minutes seems slow all right. I don't know. <laughs> Ten minutes are probably bringing three bottles. Um, at one point, somebody broke a chair. At another point, somebody was walking through the restaurant and vomited all over the floor. <laughs> they stopped bringing us champagne, and the reason they gave us was that I wasn't that drunk, so I was still kind of watching what was going on. But they said, we, we were sold out. You drank us out of champagne. We don't have any more. And I remember this one guy stood up on his chair and he's like, we drank them out. <laughs> and everybody starts cheering. And then I look over to my left and the waitresses are like hiding bottles of champagne <laughs> under their aprons to bring to other customers. <laughs> <laughs> and then we wanted to go back for bottomless mimosas like a, l- a month later. They said they didn't do them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they recognize you. Yep. They have all your photos like... Underneath, like the cash register. Nah, we don't. We don't got that no more. Can I see your ID real quick? (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Uh, And to kind of jump back like five steps, I have a amusing Valentine's Day story. I was typical nerdy kid in high school. Ran the ran and started the anime club. 
wore cat ears to school, good shit like that. So people were not interested in me until my junior, senior year of high school when I started becoming a An respectable actual human being. Yeah, a respectable uh, part of society and stopped wearing cat ears to school. But I remember my first period class one term was driver's ed and this guy who really, really liked Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so he was autistic. <laughs> he drew lots of Sonic the Hedgehog OCs. Nice. He also wanted to bomb Japan because he hated Japan. But they made Sonic! <laughs> I know! He also really liked Linkin Park. That was like one of the only things we could agree on. But he went into my class and he left me a box of chocolates, a husky doll, a card I think he drew Sonic the Hedgehog in and he just he just asked where I sat and left it there for me and I was I fell asleep in that class a lot I didn't give a shit and the teacher made fun of me all period for that <laughs> and I didn't wa- I didn't want to date him I did not like him and he's like please I think I did go out on a date with him once and one of our mutual friends said, Nikki loves Japan. Go take her to see Memoirs of a Geisha because it's about Japan. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and I, at that point in my life, couldn't even watch people kiss on TV because it grossed me out too much. <laughs> and that was the most <laughs> awkward date I've ever been on. Hell yeah. We kind of just sat there and there. Memoirs of a geisha as high school students. I also didn't didn't know that a geisha was a prostitute until I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he asked me out on a date with that Valentine's. I gave away all the presents to the next door neighbor kids because I just didn't want them. But I said, like, look, you've been asking me out. For like a year, I'll give you a shot. So we go to see Memoirs of a Geisha. And it was terrible. And it was bad. And it was very awkward sitting next to him while they explained how the eel slithers into the cave of the woman when I'm like 16 (laughs) and I wanted to fucking vomit on the floor. (laughs) Jesus. I still haven't seen that movie. No. Never seen it. I had no interest in seeing it. The only thing I remember about that movie was that there was a bunch of controversy because Zhang Ziyi played the main character. And she's Chinese. Yes, and geishas are a very Japanese thing. I oh, will never God. see that movie again because it'll give me fucking war flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Back to your Sonic OCs. Oh my God, he was—he had his own comic. Nice. Like, we were all in like the AP art classes together, and he drew a Sonic comic that he showed to a professional who came to judge our art. Nice. What did the professional think? He was pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> How dare. I luckily had slowly moved myself out of that because I got banned from drawing anime in class right at that year. So I moved over to drawing uh, J-Rock stars. So I just had a bunch of portraits in various mediums, charcoal pastels of like Miyavi, uh, Kyo from Durin Gray. The guy loved it. He thought mine were great. He said, wow, look at this alternative Japanese art. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Damn right, look at it. My mom had the picture I did of Kyo from Durin Gray like hung up above our stairs and she'd bring guests in and be like, look at this art my daughter did of 
love this grungy, dirty ass looking Japanese man, and they're. Like, I'm gonna look this up. I don't know. What, I don't know what anybody from Daring Gray uh, yeah, looks she, like. She, uh, it's like corn, but it's Japanese. Like, it's like, yeah, that's basically it's what like I visual remember, K yes. kind of going into that. But my mom decorated the house with like flowers and precious moments and like little vines coming down, and she just has this fucking picture of this Japanese <laughs> rocker, like in between all the flowers. My daughter did that. My mom's a sweetheart. I love you, mom. Oh my god, kill ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this shit. is way more tryhardy than I was expecting. It's yeah. really It's legit like corn button Japanese. No, this that's worse than corn. <laughs> that's worse than corn. But think about my cute little mom. Like, I know. That's, that, that makes it so much better. It actually is just really sweet. To yeah. be honest, oh, I'm all, I'm judging you for drawing for doing a portrait of him, but it's hilarious that your mother would hang that up. Yeah, she really supported everything I did. She actually even did a speech in college about anime in her speech when she because she started going to college. She never went when I was around the age of twelve or thirteen, and in her speech class, they had to do a speech about something they knew nothing about that they wanted to learn. So my mom was like, I'll just do anime because you like it so much, Nikki, and I want to understand it. And so she Aww, she like yeah. borrowed a bunch of my manga. She read Full Metal Panic, which was really awkward for her because in the manga, like in the beginning, like Chidori, her panties show a lot. Probably one of the better things she could have chose, to be honest, though. <laughs> it could have gotten so much worse. And she did a whole presentation on it. And then at the very end, she put my super shitty anime drawings and was like, I did this report because I'm so proud of my daughter and all the art she does. And I want to learn more about it. She wants to go to Japan and draw comic books when she's older. <laughs> God fucking bless my mom. Yeah. Oh, yep. Shout out to supportive moms of nerdy children. Yeah. Shout out to Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. she's yeah, she's working out in her gym with fucking with uh, Sailor Moon Sailor Scepter. Moon Scepter. Then nice. her, she made a uh, or bought or commissioned whatever uh Frieza costume for her son. Oh, and he's like doing a jump kick in the yeah, air. It's, it's so like, good. My son is Lord Frieza. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And then there's like Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah, she goes to Evo every yeah, year. She goes to Evo because her son competes. Uh, she cosplayed as Vega so people wouldn't come bother her because she was all she was masked. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did it again this last year. I don't know about last year. I didn't hear She's about She's done it. multiple costumes. Vega wasn't the only one. I know two years ago she did Vega. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think she was there last year. I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, maybe she was that in disguise. Right. This time she didn't post on Twitter about it. Deep undercover. She it was for her son's like 18th birthday or something, right? It's something like that, yeah. Where he graduated college or high school or some shit. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. Shout out to the supportive parents out there. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Before we get into the questions from the subreddit, I want to li- read off a list of names for you all. And this is these are the list of people who are supporting us on uh, Patreon who make this show possible week to week. Uh, we've got Dance Chan. Shout out to you, Dance. I haven't seen you in forever. Come back from Korea, please, soon. Uh, Rory M, Giggle Warp, Spit Fury Fire, Trashy Monkey, Kokenin, Dirty D, Bryce D, Yakara F, Justin M, Brady R, Joey F, Steve M, Little Piggy Slasher, Chris W, Scythode, Mellow, John O, Ryan S, Connor N, James A W, Michael V, Charles K, Smitty, 
CJ, Mike C, Alex H, Nina, Vidal S, Ty, Mr. Tooth, Captain Bellend. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Daniel, Nazaren, Chio, Nikki, Patrick M, Dad, which is neither of our dads, uh, William TK, Danny P, Adrian T, Chet, and Rennie. Thank you, everybody, for getting down with us on the Patreon, making this possible, making the sweet boys' dreams come true. We're we're out here working. We're going to add more things to the Patreon. We're thinking up more shit. Also, I have to say, I don't know how I feel about being a guest on this when you have somebody named Little Piggy Slasher <laughs> as one oh. of your patrons. Please oh. don't slash me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. We've got uh, more stuff coming, a lot of stuff coming in the next year or so. We have plans in the immediate future, the yeah. far future. One yeah. of the plans is legit. We're going to get a manga made. Yo, 20K, let's do it. If we can hit 20K, we'll do it. I'll I'll even hire the gang. I'll hire people that we know. Yeah. We get, get, get people on it. I, shit, we know, we know enough talent to like legitimately make a good thing out of this. Yeah, like a, an actual good manga. It's going to be called Soccer No Hime, the Princess of Soccer. It's going to be lit. Yep. If we can get up to twenty k, I'm and you get you might be at home like giggling and laughing about like a silly idea, but it, I'm dead fucking serious. Let's make it happen. Yeah, but oh. that's gonna come after we get a beer, after we get a house. Yeah, after beer. we make a beer, yes. after we make a travel vlog. Yes, like, travel video, travel. I don't want to call it vlogs. I know because it sounds so unprofessional. It does, but you know what? Travel guides, travel video guides, form. Yeah. Kickstart your trip to Alaska. Do you want to go to Alaska? Oh, yeah. Nick, you got invited to a... uh... I mean, this is probably going to get released this week, but I'm a guest. I'm getting paid to go to a convention. For the first time ever. first time ever. Hey, congratulations. I'm going to be talking... And it's it's in Alaska. It's a lot. It is Alaska. (laughs) Is it at the university? No, I don't remember. It's called TakaiCon. Okay. But uh, I... I, I know somebody who's on the board, which is the only reason that happened. But I get to go and talk about using your art degree towards actual jobs within the art field since I worked on television. And I'm pretty stoked about that. There's been some weird things because I don't want to use my real name. So that's been a little... I don't want it Piggy Nucka and my last name to be connected because <laughs> stalkers and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also going to get to talk about uh, attitude in the cosplay scene. Which I'm also pretty stoked about. Sounds like I want to actually talk about things that can make changes. Spill the tea, Nikki. Spill the tea. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure there will be plenty to talk about by the time that rolls around. I mean, I'm going to try to keep it pretty straight. Not calling out anybody. Racists on Twitter. (laughs) Oh God! Racists on Twitter. There was this this girl who's from New York, who's a pretty young cosplayer who has no fan base at all. She's she's from New York. She's a fucking nobody. But somebody found that she was going off on this racist tirade of how much she hates Latinos. 
Like not only Latinos, but but and Mexicans, but and, all, and and then they went further back, and she also hates black people, not because <laughs> of their skin color, but because they're all so violent. Oh, god damn! What it. was the horrible comment she made about Mexicans? Something about like there was someone she said something about like i hate latinos and then someone's like why do you hate mexicans she's like i don't hate mexicans wait yeah i do mexican and latinos same thing and they're both filthy oh jesus christ and she's like i'm glad everybody was mad about coco my my review of coco because it's about dirty mexicans or some shit <laughs> jesus yeah. fuck so yeah but this girl is a complete nobody and this is the most attention she's ever received like she after this after all this happened she now has 72 followers on twitter Oh, like she's blowing up now. That's oh, more geez. than double her count. How she prior. got attention to start with is she told she told a, a fairly popular cosplayer that she was too old to cosplay Roxas from Kingdom Hearts. I don't know who that is. Oh. It's basically Sora. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I th- it's a common character, so I thought. Yeah. But I'm sure some listeners will know who that oh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah the, new Kingdom Hearts announced. Game but game. yeah, that person, <laughs> I guess, subtweeted it. And said, like, quoted the tweet and said something about it. So people started digging through her stuff, and they're like, "Oh, you're fucking racist." Is it? Is she white? Yes. Yeah. Of oh, okay. Course. And she has shitty body paint cosplays, and people. It's funny because if you call her a racist, she's like, "I'm proud to be white, and I'm proud to be a racist." But if you say anything bad about her cosplays, she has like a fucking t- temper tantrum. Yeah, uh-huh. she gets legit mad, and they're bad. Yeah. they're not good <laughs> costumes. <laughs> Looks uh-huh. like she cut her wigs with a butter knife. You know what? They they're not going to allow anime in the ethno state. <laughs> so good luck with that. Yep. It's gonna be like um the man in the white castle or the high castle yeah. the man in the high castle where you're like sneaking around in the underground with film reels and like DVDs and shit, <laughs> just like going into people's basements and Bootleg watching anime. Them. Yeah. It's going to be like that in the ethno state. Yeah. I won't be there. Nope. I'm going to be having fun in the not ethno state. <laughs> the everyone else state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Could you Man. imagine? You know, I kind of want there to be a white ethno state, but it's everyone else is just going to have embargoes on them, and it's just going to be a bunch of shitty white people that don't realize the value of brown people <laughs> until they have a bunch of embargoes put on them. <laughs> it's going to be... I mean, like, look, let's be real. If, if, if anybody were to ever get an ethno state, right, like, in today's society, mm-hmm. what would end up happening is that for the first mm, several years of their existence, nobody would trade with them until they have something worth trading for, right? Like, if they get a plot of land in Kansas where they're fucking farming corn or whatever, then people will want to trade with them. But, like, ethnostatists want the entirety of America. Right. Like, all of America, which is absurd. Completely. Because, like, they, I don't think they realize how many places in america are completely empty like yeah. do they just want all the big cities like we want new york we want la we want san francisco but just take all the minorities out 
Yeah, for the record, all of those places are extremely diverse. Indeed. So, you know, that'll be a trip. And, like, I'm, I'm curious because a lot of the internet, online internet arguments that go over this kind of shit is just people saying, like, okay, well, we would incentivize people to leave by paying them. Like, paying them with what? Like, your funny, your funny <laughs> money from your ethno state? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? What like what what currency would you have to offer? Whiteman dollars. <laughs> Some shit that's oh we promise it's gonna be worth a lot soon. It's gonna be hey, this is gonna be five America it's gonna shoot up in value like the Bitcoin. You got this it. This is the white coin. Oh my god. This is welcome to the ethno state. Where we have cryptocurrency. The cock coin, cockation. The cock, no, I'm going the with cock coin. Cock coin. The coin. The cock coin. Or the cock coin, depending. <laughs> oh, fuck. God. This, the, that shit's a joke. It that really is. That shit's a joke. Some people argue that, like, oh, well, China's an ethno state because it's like 90%. But that's what happens in China now, or Japan, or Norway, or whatever is largely the same rules that America has. Just the difference is America was built on land that wasn't white, bordering land that wasn't white, imported slaves that weren't white, had immigrants that weren't white, helped build it. Like, it's... We got a diverse history. Like, y'all, anyone who's out here saying America's a white country just doesn't know history and is just no, completely ignoring it. So it's, if you try and make the comparison to Japan, where it's always been Japanese people, and now there's... When, when I was there, people weren't looking at me like I was an alien. Like, they know brown people exist. You know, non-Japanese people are a thing. Like They know that people with the last name Brown exist. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Funny story. Uh, Japan, as it turns out, never had an industrialized slave trade. Yeah, look Fun at that story. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, huh. right? It's really weird when you're not importing a bunch of fucking people <laughs> to your country and enslaving them, and then saying like, "All right, you guys should just go back to where you came from. You're no longer useful to <laughs> right. us." Right, and like, no, but you're gonna have to pay your own way there. <laughs> yeah, pay your own way. Oh my god. Yeah, ridiculous. Indeed. Anyway. Let's get in some questions. Yeah, let's do it. Questions from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can like join the discussion. Yeah. So Rilla Rilla asks, question for both y'all. What's the worst dick pain you have ever gone through? <laughs> for me, it was when I decided to use dish soap as lube when I was a teenager. What the fuck? My dick dried up and then began cracking and peeling like I had bad sunburn. Shedding snake skin isn't a pleasant experience, especially when the bleeding starts. Holy fuck. <laughs> what an idiot. Woo. Uh, Woo. Worst dick pain that I've ever felt had to have been when I was a teenager and I was having sex with... um. With a, a young, uh, young, young lady at the time. She was older than me. Uh, so she thought she would get fresco with the sex moves and try to stay on top while going from cowgirl to reverse cowgirl. Oh, okay. And that almost bent my dick. Like, it almost broke my dick on some permanent mm. shit. 
Like, it just bent. I felt it bend. And when your dick is, like, fucking erect, like, super erect, the most erect it's ever been <laughs> in your life, then it bends. Mm. It's not a comfortable feeling. No. <laughs> and so it, uh, it almost snapped off. So, of course, like, I have to stop her in her place and make her come back very slowly even though it didn't like bend and stay in one position it like flexed it just went boop boop oh, came okay. back yeah and then i i just said like look you're going to have to get off and then get back on uh and also it doesn't help that we were having sex in a car oh back seat of um i believe it was her mom's toyota something uh, Highlander, uh, Toyota well, Highlander. Yeah, it's got some space, but yeah. still, it was a big. It was we would push the seats as far up as they could go. Yep, but it's still it's uncomfortable. Still car sex. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. The worst I ever did was uh, this was before I was having sex, but I was um, I was messing around with a girl, and I mean, shit. This was like my second blowjob ever. And we decided to to fuck around with some some food stuffs. Oh, and one of the so things she took a bite of a Nature Valley granola bar and went to town. <laughs> Turned my dick into crumbs. <laughs> no, uh, we'll grab some some chocolate syrup, and we keep it in the fridge. So it was going to be cold. And I was like, I don't want cold syrup on my dick. Like, come on. Yeah. So oh, I just put it in the microwave for like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I dip my finger in it. And it's like, okay, that's warm. Like, we're cool. We're cool. I put that shit on my dick and that shit shriveled up. <laughs> it was like, ugh. <laughs> That just reminded me of that internet story oh, that went around shit. about the guy who got a girl to have sex with him for a copy of Diddy Kong Racing, another what? N64 game, and the girl was dry, so we put a bunch of butter in the microwave and we poured it all over her vagina, and she... <laughs> <laughs> and he burned her, and she locked him out of his <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Just spread them. I want to give you some hot butter. Oh man! Oh I'll man! I'll give you Diddy Kong Racing on the N64. Jesus! <laughs> oh my goodness! Give her a yeast infection. Bake a cake. Yeah. My worst phantom dick pain. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad one time because Chet cut his banjo string when he was oh, visiting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on cart. And, uh, Cut his banjo string. Okay, so when you're uncircumcised, as I am, to learn something about me every day, uh, there's a um, it's it's a piece of skin that connects the foreskin to like to the head. It's on like the underside. It's, I forget what it's called, but there's an actual name for it. But the colloquial term is the banjo string. And we was having we was having sex, and I don't know if it was like. It, that it was pulled or if it was like scraped we were going pretty rough <laughs> we were pretty rough and, but it like it, I, I basically got a cut on that banjo string and I had noticed it we actually had sex twice after it started and that was what made it extra bad but like it came to a point where it's like okay I'm not doing this I'm not jerking off I'm not doing shit with, with this for a little bit because it was it was pretty bad, 
but not as it wasn't as painful as the as the chocolate syrup. <laughs> well, you got two stories because I don't really I yeah, can't tell a story. Right, my but, phantom dick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've gotten if you got any vagina pain. Okay, let's be, let's keep it one thousand. Toothy blowjobs still hurt. Oh, <laughs> toothy blowjobs suck. Yep, pun intended. Getting so, getting your dick nicked by teeth not fun. I've never had I've never had a blowjob toothy enough for it to hurt. They're unpleasant, and I tell them like, "Yo, chill with the teeth." But I've I've never been like hurt by it. <laughs> so then Rella Rella continues with a story. He says, on another note, y'all want to know some real nerd sexual escapades? Well, when I was 20, I got a date off of a non-date, which was a dating site for 4chanings. The girl was really cute, 5'3", thin waist, juicy butt, long dark hair, and had that basement dweller pallor. <laughs> I don't remember much about the date, but I do know we went back to her place to play Lego Star Wars in her bedroom. <laughs> Is that a new word for sex? <laughs> no, it was apparently actual Lego Star Wars. Because <laughs> remember, it was 4chan, they're all autistic. Oh, okay, you know, you yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was laying, sitting on her bed next to her, she told me a funny story about a guy saying some super lame shit before kissing her. Now, if you don't have a learning disability, you might consider that she is talking about kissing for a reason to plant the seed in my mind. Or you can be me and start rambling about how leather, how the Lego games suck. <laughs> I went home unfucked. She didn't return my messages. She didn't return my calls. And I now feel bad for wasting that poor girl's time. Well, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> lucky you. You almost got laid. There was, um, I, was, I was super not like, I couldn't read girls when I was younger. Uh, it was after, it was like right after I'd gotten out of high school and there was this girl that I was like seriously flirting with all the time. And she like, she used to work at uh ice cream shop and I, an ice cream shop. And one day she gave me some ice cream. She was like, Denzel, wait here. And then she like, was like, all right, don't worry. I'll give you a ride home. And though she didn't take me home. She, I lived right across the street from where she worked. And she lived a little bit further down the street from that. Uh-huh. She took me to the beach. Okay. And, like, she she wanted to go walk around the beach and play around in the middle of the night during Aww. summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, have a good time. But, like, that wasn't clicking with me <laughs> at all. I thought we were just hanging out as friends. And I was just, because she was a cutie. Yeah, right, she was a right. super cutie. But I was just like, oh, we're friends. This is, like, what friends do. <laughs> because like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, you know what? Not the best with women. Hey. I mean, it may be it may be hard to believe this world famous Lothario. I'm <laughs> I I am terrible with women. I there have been so many instances like that for me, like where I just couldn't read the situation. There's I think every dude has at least at least one situation of that. And, you know, depending on how good looking and idiotic you are, you may have more than that. You know, if both are high, you're going to have more of those tails. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I have a few of those. There was one that felt pretty obvious to me was the one girl that I sat next to in history class. And I was always drumming on my desk. And her recent ex-boyfriend was a drummer in the marching band who was a friend of mine for a while. But she was real cute. And 
she wanted me to drum on her thigh <laughs> because that was a thing that her boyfriend used to do. And so I was playing out some of the beats that I had like practice. And she's like, wow, you're better than that than my ex-boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And that's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Well, all right. Here's a lesson for everybody in the future. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, be more forward with your desires. Yeah. Don't ever, don't ever think that anybody's a mind reader. And like this is this is one thing that I truly appreciate is coming out of like the new sexual revolution, although it's coming out of like a very terrible place. Yeah. Like be being more vocal about what you want, always a good thing. Yeah. It that was one thing I learned toward the end of college was that I was being way too subtle. And I thought I was being like overt. I thought I was being like creepy about it, but I wasn't I wasn't being vocal about what I was trying to do. I wasn't saying like, hey, I think you're really cute. I would like to take you out, which was basically what I did with Nikki because yeah. of that lesson learned. Whew. Was, <laughs> yeah, he planted. No, you said you're really cute. But I don't want to oh, cause any problems in your relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> time, I don't yeah, want to ruin your relationship with your boyfriend or our friendship. And then that planted the seed in my head, and it never left. Yep. <laughs> That's, you know, but that was because I was so forward about it, and I would have never done that had I not had so many strikeouts of like me being too subtle, and then like I'll talk to them years later. I'm like, yeah, I was really into you. Why didn't you ask me out? Oh shit. <laughs> oh. Fuck! Why didn't you tell me? Come on! I would have. I would have been in them guts in a split second. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can be as forward as Chet and get somebody to break up with their boyfriend. Hey, it's Miss Cecilia, girl. What up, Mister Ghostio fans? Whoa. Shout out to Cocannon for that title. <laughs> so zero eighty five X asks, "What is back up? again?" Yeah. What's up, amigos? Simple question. What are your thoughts, a.k.a. review, on Kendrick Lamar's Black Panther-inspired album? I personally love Paramedic. Keep up the good work. I haven't listened to it because I don't like commercial products based on other commercial products. I mean, okay, so the album, I think it's solid, just overall. I thought it was going to be, because it's it's not exactly the soundtrack to, but it is sort of the partner soundtrack to Black Panther. Is it about Black Panther? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Nerdcore sucks. It, but it's like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... There's only a few references to Black Panther. So basically, what I was expecting was... So the, the first song that was released was um, All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. And I hope that's how you pronounce her name. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's SZA. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that song, it's nice, but it's poppy bullshit. You know, it's, it's, it's very accessible. So that's kind of what I expected out of the album. That is the most poppy, most softest, like easiest song on there. The rest of the album goes hard. It's just straight up a rap album. And it's it's fully explicit. They say a lot of niggas say more than a few fucks, and I think, and it's it's more just an album that is loosely inspired by Black Panther rather than like, oh, I'm rapping about being the king of Wakanda, and you know, 
there's another song that's about Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's none of that and more slightly more African, slightly more ever so slightly related to, to Black Panther. It's a cool album. I, I like it. Um, okay. I might check yeah. it out. Yeah. There's a song that's like almost dance hall. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So okay. uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. I like it. Nice. Give it a give it a good four out of five. Bringing back soundtracks for movies. Yeah, that hasn't been a thing in a minute. Yeah, all the Fast and the Furious ones have them, but <laughs> yeah. like you don't get like a kiss from a rose anymore. Yeah, I, what I found funny was when like as that was phasing out, movies started trying that where like they would make a song their theme song, but it wouldn't necessarily have anything to do with the movie the worst offender of this for me was uh the daredevil movie mm-hmm. oh yeah because they had uh bring me to life by evanescence <laughs> <laughs> and then make a really shitty music video uh, no because the the song came out right around the same time as the movie so they would use it in the ads but it had like it wasn't in the movie at all it wasn't in the soundtrack they would just use that song to advertise the movie mm. and it felt super tryhardy because the movie was very tryhard the song was very tryhard it was just and it was already everywhere by then yeah so it was it was really transparent <laughs> i miss the times when you wouldn't wait for like after the credits for like special teasers you'd wait till Right when the credits start, so you could watch a music video pit together with small <laughs> small pieces of the movie yes. in a song like, that already uh, existed. Like Snakes on a Plane? Oh, I fucking love Snakes on a Plane. We should do a commentary on Snakes on a Plane. Please, please, please. Yeah, I mean, sure. sure. <laughs> I love that movie so much. I don't. <laughs> well, me and Chet can for my Patreon. There you go. <laughs> Deskron asks, Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. What's your guys' guilty pleasure in life? I, to this day, still play old school RuneScape. I don't know if you know that game, but it's a literal waste of time, and it came out like 12 (laughs) years ago, and also I listened to Taylor Taylor Shift. I'm sure that was Swift, but hey, you know. Uh, T-Swizzle from time to time. Anyway, what are your guilty pleasures? Love the show. Sometimes I watch reality TV shows. Uh, it's easy for me to talk shit and like be like, oh, I hate these, I hate these. But like, it's somebody I used to know and hang out with quite frequently watched a lot of reality TV shows, and on occasion I find myself watching them. Uh, something like, and granted, I started this one on my own, but I started watching Terrace House. Oh, I heard oh, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's so dope. It's so different from American reality shows. Like these people aren't psychopaths. Oh, the, well, that helps. The funniest thing about American reality TV shows is like these people are like these people exist in real life. Like they're just fucking insane. Well, and it, a lot of it's staged anyway. Yeah, and played up for the cameras and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, like you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to like be that person on camera, like all the times that they're filming. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. similar to like, uh, I guess streaming kind of. Mm-hmm. Like you can't play against who you are, right? Like you have to kind of be that. Yeah, you can't just create a character out of complete nowhere unless you're a method actor. Yeah, yeah, and you'd have to be a damn good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> uh, I would say my guilty pleasures are looking into shitty people's behaviors, like Chris Chan type things. Not necessarily Chris Chan because that's, that's too mainstream. It's Christine, Christine now. Well, still Chris Chan though. Christine Chan. Thank Christine you. Chan. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, like, I'll get into Flash games just for a day, whatever, and just play those, you know. I used to play all the ads. Hell yeah. When I would uh, see one pop up, I would oh, play it. One that I will always go back to is Dolphin Olympics 2 on congregate.com. It's like a, a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater style game, but you're playing as a dolphin. It's like a side-scrolling thing, and, like, you, you jump in and out of the water do tricks and you you chain everything but as you pick up speed you can go higher to the point where you go into space and you have to like do flips and shit in space oh and then you land back down so that's where oh fuck hitchhiker's guide for the galaxy got the idea from (laughs) yeah so long thanks for all the flips (laughs) yes That'd be a better name <laughs> than Dolphin Olympics. Dolph- Dolphin Olympics. Ooh. With three C's. Yeah. Um, I will say, first off, I used to play RuneScape and Juggalos would hit on me on there because they whoop, said whoop. that my whoop, whoop. avatar was very sexy, even though it looked exactly like the male avatar, just had a triangle on his chest for tits. Hey, <laughs> let me see them po- polygons. <laughs> uh, my guilty pleasure is one similar to Chet is every night before I go to sleep, I go on a certain gossip site and read up on my gossip like a like a bedtime story i don't post or participate but i don't want to read something i actually really care about because i'll fall asleep so it's something i only mildly care about so if i fall asleep in the middle of it it's okay because i'm not gonna like miss anything yep. and i'll just I just, uh. just I just read that before i go to bed it's my bedtime story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it's your nighttime tea it is it's really good is it of people you know no never oh, okay. um I mean, sometimes when my friends post, like, I got posted here, I'll just be like, pa, these are beautiful people and they don't deserve this. But no, it's all people I don't know. And I actually tend to avoid ones in the cosplay community, except for a specific one that's known. (laughs) It starts with an M and ends with an N. (laughs) It's a man. (laughs) Uh... I think I think that's honestly my guilty pleasure because every other thing yeah everything else you own I own I love idols I've got a collection she, of idols I don't give a shit she loves Yowie I do not <laughs> I do actually that's another guilty pleasure I like reading hentai comics and yuri comics not for the porn but when they have loving it's stories it's for the art when they have loving story I, but they get to fuck they get to fuck but it's really cute when they find like a childhood friend like it's like i've loved you for so long and he's like i've loved you too and i'm just like oh they're in love this is so sweet and then they fuck i've cried before reading some <laughs> of course you have i've you cried out my dick while reading those stories fucking terrible jeez. <laughs> Soccer no Hime will not be pornography. No, it will not. Will but it edgy? will be it will be I don't know what that uh, is. Pervy. It's like soft core. Like no, absolutely not. <laughs> it will be Fujoshi bait and uh I don't know what the male equivalent is to Fujoshi, but 
harems? No, no promises. No, it will be because everyone will be gorgeous. Oh yeah, we only hire what the best Kochi artists. San? Coach San will be no, like the Sama. Coach Sama, Coach Sama will be a dilf. All right, <laughs> yeah, like Kotetsu status. He's oh, gonna okay. have an eye patch. Yeah, and facial hair. Yeah, he'll be a dilf. Portuguese Charlie asks. So I keep hearing that crypto mining is elevating the prices of hardware, especially video cards. I don't personally know that many PC gamers, and those I do already had a great setup before this, so they don't really care. What do you guys make of this? How do you guys think it'll impact the growth of PC gaming? I wanted to come back to PC gaming, but with video cards costing 500 plus, I might as well just get an Xbox One X. Well, that's... Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Because, like, with the price of the processor and the price of the video card combined, you're, that's, like, easily 800 Yeah. So, it's it's almost not worth it anymore to get into PC gaming. I mean, until another budget group comes along. And I understand why they're jacking up their prices, but their sales are going to slow down any minute. Because they the way have. Good. People have already started offloading, like, when they had farms going. Yeah. Some people have already sold their farms. Yeah. So it's it's already falling back down, but it's we're still feeling the effects of the prices being jacked up from before. Maybe what they'll do is on the next release, the next generation of video cards, they'll bring down the prices to normal rates again. Yeah. You can still get some of the lower end ones, like a ten sixty, for example. Like that that price wasn't touched because people who are out here mining don't want something that low spec but it's still perfectly fine for 99 percent of games anything that can't run on a 1060 is just terribly optimized and you shouldn't be playing it anyway PUBG, haha so yeah if you want to get into pc gaming don't worry about getting the top of the line stuff right now because it's just not worth it right now like i think a 1060 is probably 300 Maybe yeah, even less. 1050 Ti will do you fine. Right. So compare that to a 1070, which should be f- less than 450, but it's still probably going to run you over 500. You're not going to get a difference in performance that's worth the difference in price. So I would say just stick to not quite top of the line stuff. I agree. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, Have you guys watched Inferno Cop by chance? A couple of us were talking about it on the Discord, and amongst those who had seen it, the reactions were pretty positive. The whole series can be viewed in under an hour, and episodes come in at three to four minutes a pop. Gigawarp mentioned that Trigger put out another series along the same line, lines called Ninja Slayer, but it didn't garner the same acclaim. I was pumping my fists while Chet was reading that question. Have yes. you got either of you seen Inferno Cop? Yeah, I watched Inferno Cop. Okay, yeah, I have. Yeah. Nice. I, I love Inferno Cop. It's hilarious. You don't like Inferno Cop? No, I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I think it's fucking great. It's great. It was actually so when Trigger, the studio is based off animators from Gynax who got fucking tired of it and went and made their own studio. Uh, they made Inferno Cop while they were making Kill a Kill. And Inferno Cop was basically what they used to blow off steam during Kill a Kill. <laughs> uh, so that was just meandered 
ramblings and things from them, which I, I think that's pretty good for what they did. Yeah. So. It, it's funny because, like, it's super low budget because it's, oh, like, yeah, it's like barely, it's, flash. It's barely animated, but it still looks good. Like the it's all stoic images, basically, like kind of almost. I think you mean static images. Static images, <laughs> sorry, uh, almost like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, to be honest. Yeah, in ways, it's just like with better art, but just like hopping around and shit. There's another one along the same similar lines called um, Space Patrol Luluco. Same studio. Same studio, same sort of thing, and that one. It's more animated, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely higher budget than Inferno Cop. I think Inferno Cop's in Space Patrol yeah. Luluco. <laughs> Space Patrol Luluco, it actually goes into almost every series that Trigger has made because yeah. it, uh, Luluco goes to different universes and each universe is a separate story that Trigger That's, has yeah, made. Yeah. So it, it was fun. I like Space Patrol Luluco. And that, was, it was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot more structured than Inferno Cop because uh, there's a semblance of a story to be had there. It's and in the style of panty and stocking, almost with the art, almost yeah, the a, art's a little very rounder, much, yeah, instead the, of very very angular. Yeah, panty and stocking was yeah. It, that one I really enjoyed. That that's also available on Crunchyroll, and those are also like five minute episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen the, the samurai one though. I'm gonna check it out because uh, Ninja I, Slayer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ninja Slayer. I love. Yeah, Trigger. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. And Denzel's a hater, so. I mean, look, the comedy, <laughs> I don't watch comedy anime, you already know that. Except yep. for uh, Pop, Pop Team And that was a recent revelation, <laughs> so everybody chill the fuck out. <laughs> Pop Team Epic is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that The animation for Inferno Cop just pissed me off, <laughs> so I just stopped watching it. Oh, they're not going to want to animate a bunch more shit that's, like, in between Kill a Kill. <laughs> well, then don't put it out. Winner, what's the um, Patreon goal to have you and Chet cosplay the girls from Pop Team Epic? Uh, 500 a month. 500 a month? Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to start pimping that out. I want to see that. All right. All right. I'll put it up. I'll make it official. New Patreon goal. Get us to cosplay Pop Team Epic. Pop Team Epic. Pop Team Epic. Yes. Yeah. I, I want y'all to hit that, not just for the money, but I I want to see Denzel as a uh, pee or PPP, and I'll be Popco. Yep, it'll be <laughs> good. I'll, I'll help you guys get good wigs. I'll like actually, well, yours would be easy, but for Chet's, I'll like style it all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norseman asks, "How do you make the perfect pizza dough?" I got this answer because I worked at a pizza store for a year. All right, you got it. Pizza store. We retail pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Murphy's. It's a chain in Pacific. Well, you see here, you got your late model pizzas. (laughs) These are real reliable. But now if you want power for your pizza. He's telling like Willard TK. (laughs) You don't want to buy the pizzas that say their delivery. What you want. Is DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, some people across the street will tell you that you want DiGiorno. Now, delivery is where it's at. <laughs> I'm telling you, as the number one pizza retailer in this entire city, you do not want delivery. Now, now, see, he's he he's he's a retailer, but you're looking to get a company lease for something respectable. 
Not something where you can just drive cross country and, and everyone will say, oh, wow, that's a reliable vehicle. No, you're trying to look good for the company. Well, how about this? How about you make your own decisions? You are your own man. Okay. You are your own man. You don't make let, your own money and don't you spend let your this money. corporate clown talk you into yeah. a purchase that you don't want. Yeah. He's going to act like DiGiorno ain't no, no, no damn corporation. It's DiGiorno. Buy it. It's not even American. If you want to take your life into your own hands, you will buy this pizza. Grab life by the crust. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so, uh, to your pizza retail stories. Yeah, pizza retail stores. Papa Murphy's Take and Bake in the Pacific Northwest. Take and Bake. Yeah. And I help too. <laughs> um, I have the, uh, what is this? The copycat pizza dough recipe for the company in my hand. It's one and a quarter cups of warm water, one packet of activated yeast, a tablespoon and a quarter of sugar three and a quarter cups of bread flour, half a teaspoon of salt. You mix all the three first ingredients together. Throw them bitches in a bowl, flip the shit, and put it in the oven. You can post the link. That's going to be too hard to follow. And then you put it in the pizza dough machine at the Papa Murphy's, and it mixes it up for you. And then you toss that pizza. Some some girls, back where I was from, were great at tossing salad. But I was good at tossing pizza, literally. <laughs> now, you see, some get women are good at tossing salads. That's when they take their tongue and put it on your butt. Whereas some women are good at tossing pizzas. And I mean pizzas. I like got- actual literal pizzas. <laughs> they toss them. Very talented. Takes hard work. Very dexterous young ladies out here. I did toss pizza one time and got stuck to the ceiling. I could not see you being very good at tossing pizza. I was actually really good at it. People would applaud me and give me tips. I, I couldn't see Fuck it. Fuck off. <laughs> did you do one of these? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do t- sign twirling with your pizzas? I used to be, re- I used to be, I probably couldn't do shit anymore because that was one of my senior year of high school, I think. <laughs> this has been a while. Yeah, it was fun. I, the, my favorite part about working at that pizza store was draining the pineapple and because we'd like make it in front of people like a subway and uh when i drained the pineapple i'd take all the pineapple juice because we wouldn't keep it in there and i'd put it in its separate container and stick it in the back of the freezer so it'd turn into slush and then i'd take juice from our beverage cooler and mix it with my pineapple slush and have pineapple smoothies at work <laughs> Hey, get those fringe benefits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was at Subway, we would uh, we would undercook the cookies, and uh, when they're too undercooked, we couldn't sell them, but we could eat them. <laughs> so some people would do that intentionally, so that uh, we could get some free, warm, gooey ass cookies. Mm. It's nice. I worked at a Papa John's, and I like Papa John's chill. <laughs> Fucking chill with the slander. Poverty pizza, what up? I can hear it already. Uh, but back in the day, they changed this recently, but back in the day, we got 80% off pizza. Chill. We could get three items for 80% off, and then it would go down to 50, <laughs> and oh, then no, it would go down to 25. Okay. So what I would do all the time is every time I was getting ready to go off of work, I would just make myself a couple pizzas, 
80% off, make a like the 25 thing of wings, and it would all cost like 15 bucks altogether. Okay. It was dumb good. It yeah. was a really good deal. But they changed it uh, in the last few years to where it's like you get fucking like 30% off or oh, some fuck shit. That. When I was at Papa Murphy's, we'd get a free large one-topping pizza once a week, which was great because I don't eat that much, so that pizza would last me like three meals. And then anytime they had garlic wheels and cinnamon wheels there, and since it was a take-and-bake place, we'd pre-make them, and we'd have to throw them away when they were expired. So that was awesome because we'd take all these fucking... Nobody liked the fucking garlic wheels, so we'd get tons of garlic wheels. And then suddenly my boss said we couldn't take them home anymore because he was giving them to the homeless. And the next day I watched him go out and dump all these fucking raw-ass garlic wheels in the dumpster. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it's a legal thing. Be like, but I didn't say it's illegal. Don't tell me you're giving them to the homeless. I know, yeah. Them don't raw don't, don't, don't lie about it. <laughs> we had a guy that would, uh, he would take the bread and just, he would bring them to his church and then the church would distribute them to, to the homeless. But the owner could have gotten in trouble for that, but he was a manager, so she just kind of didn't say anything. So, yeah. Yeah, Rip says. I'm only just catching up on the last few episodes, and Edward Furlong played John Connor in Terminator 2, and now he looks like a crackhead who probably fondles kids. Not saying that's how he is, but that's how he looks. He played a serial killer in one of the CSI shows. Yeah, I uh, I looked up images of uh, Edward Furlong, and woof. Yeah, I mean, he looks like Norman Reedus. Yeah, actually, I find a lot of I know a lot of people who find Norman Reedus very attractive. I don't see it. I do not see it. I Edward, find Norman Reedus Norman Reedus attractive when he's in Death Stranding with a fetus. <laughs> Norman Reedus and the funky and the funky fetus. Yeah, I I I don't. I think the guy's weird looking, weird as all hell. But he is. I agree. And Edward Furlong is just that taken up to 11 because he's, now he's older and kind of fat with the same scraggly ass facial hair. I was going to say, maybe he'd be better if you attached a fetus to him like Norman Reedus. Maybe. But then the question asker also said he looks like a child molester, so maybe that's not a good idea. Keep the fetuses <laughs> away. <laughs> is that all for questions? That does it for questions. All right, thanks everybody for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. You can follow the show on Twitter at xrealnerdhours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD, and you can follow Nikki on Twitter at Piggy Nucka. Excellent. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com/r/realnerdhours. Join in on the conversation. Leave a question. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash realnerdhours. And you know what? Help us hit the goal. First, we need to get the D&D campaign through. Yeah. Uh, we still need about, like, I don't know, 10 or so people, 10 or 11 people for that. And then we need, like, another 100 people. Or, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 25, 50 people. Yeah, I think 50 people for uh, for the Papa Team Epic uh, uh, cosplay for me and Chet to do. And I'll then, wear that shit in public, like not even to a con. We'll take it out. You guys need to take a video oh, and like geez. redo the opening. Oh, I'm, God. That would well, that'd that's be difficult. physically impossible. So, 
no, we're going to cut your body up. Yeah, I'll put them up as goals. And then I'm not kidding about the manga. Uh, We'll put it up as the goal for 20K. Uh, First, we need to expand our listener base. But you know what? We'll get there. Yeah. We need uh, approximately... mm, 19783 dollars before we can before we can make a manga. If Jessica Nagiri can do it, I believe that you guys can too. Yeah, she she's got fake tits. I'll I'll get fucking titty uh, surgery. Do we need to start taking sexy pictures? Is that what we need to do? I'll be Chet's photographer. Yeah, I'll do some pinup stuff. I don't care. I told uh. you guys you need to put up a Chet Polaroid tier. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, once again, we have a P.O. Box. What was that address again? That is P.O. Box 878 Lemon Grove, California, 91945. Okay, excellent. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a P.O. Box. Send us things if you really want to. Yep. Please, nothing illegal. Handwritten uh, death threats. Uh, you can just address it to Real Nerd Hours care of real nerd hours or either of one of us by name no no do just the do the only just do real, nerd real, hours. real nerd hours oh okay because they they won't accept it if it's it got really confusing about changing addresses so we'll yeah so okay. if we ever need to change the address apparently we'd have to like fill out triple the forms if you do it in your own name oh yeah, yeah. okay but for a business it's real easy so okay so send it to real nerd, nerd hours. hours do not use our names all right Thanks, everybody, once again for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.